Sister Friends. We are at Women of Stature uh, 21, Sister to Sister, together. And we got us a live audience. Can we hear you scream? Yes, yes. This is our first live audience at Sister Friends. And of course, I have my co-host, as usual, Miss Catherine Young. I'm in the house. <laughs> yes, and we have a very special guest today, Miss Tiffany Hooks. Yes. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. You're on California time. So we're glad to have her at the table with us today. Kathy, you know, uh, we're getting ready real soon to have our season six. Yes. And, you know, it doesn't really feel like it's been uh, six seasons. Yes. And I'm excited for new conversations. I am, too, and I'm ready for us to get started. We have so many people watching everywhere, yes. all over the world, as a matter of fact. And we get so many um, inboxes, so many emails about yes. how the show is changing people's lives. So that makes me extra excited because we are really ministering to other women. Yes, absolutely. And so we want you to uh, follow us on our uh, Facebook page. And if you haven't, um, hit the button on YouTube uh, to follow us and to get all the notifications. We want you to do that. Get prepared because uh, season six is going to download towards the end of this month at the beginning of October. Yes. And so we're excited about that. So we've been at Women of Stature Conference. Yes. This has been our second day. And uh, we just had the most beautiful lunch. Yes. We had charcuterie, <laughs> charcuterie yeah, boxes. boxes. And they were so lovely. Yes. And uh, at, when, whenever we have the luncheon, we try to give you something different. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't want it to be the typical luncheon menus that women have at women's events. And so this year, I have to say, uh, it was a great success. It was. Yes, that charcuterie box was a great surprise. And so I think uh, Miss Kelly uh, Hawkins, Hawkins, thank you, Miss Kelly Hawkins, um, for uh, your service and the charcuterie uh, ministry <laughs> that you have. Uh, she actually has a business. So um, we'll try to put her information up on the screen um, or in the feed at some point. So but we've been having a great conference. And uh, just before we... we um, start off uh, with today's topic and what we're going to be talking about. Um, how, how has the conference been? It has been wonderful to me. Um, not only was it, has it been life-changing, I know for many women, it's been life-changing for me. Sometimes we think when we prepare a word that it's always for somebody else. Right, right. And oftentimes God is ministering to us as well. Yeah. So it's been wonderful. Great. I concur. How about <laughs> you, Miss Tiffany? definitely been life-changing. I've been blessed to bring my grandmother along, and she's yes. been enjoying it. I've been hearing from so many people back in California, women and men, yes. that have been watching, and they've just enjoyed the whole entire thing. So yes. it's Good. been wonderful. Well, let me just, I'm going to, we're going to jump right in, but I want to just take a few minutes and uh, talk about Miss Tiffany Hooks. Right, uh, many of you all know her <laughs> parents and uh, know her father, Bishop Robert Hooks, yes. and I have known Tiffany um, since the day she came out of her mother's womb. <laughs> and we have a little uh, fun thing. Uh, I'm her sister auntie. Mm -hmm. um, and because truly we are sisters, Dad Hooks has parented and covered and loved on me. I, I wouldn't even know Jesus if it hadn't have been for his ministry mm -hmm. and, um, and what he's done in my life. And then, um, so, you know, it kind of evolved from sister to auntie because our age 
difference, but just, you know, respect. But I, I love her. She's got a, a powerful ministry, and uh, she's going to take some time and just share with you what's on our heart. And um, one of the things I'm excited about, Kathy, is her grandma, Mom Irene, came with her uh, to the women's conference. And it's just so powerful because we talked about legacy. Yes. We talked about generational anointings. And it just it was just so iconic of God yeah. <laughs> and to do to have her to come. And the other day I said to her, I said, Mama, so Mom, how old are you? About 70? And she was like, I'm 78. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my goodness. She knew me before I had any children. Mm -hmm. She knew me before I had a, a husband. So she's been Mom Irene in my life, my whole life. And uh, I know I wasn't planning on crying. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but to see how the Lord would have her to come all this way to see about us. She was there in the beginning mm -hmm. of our little life. And that's the goodness of God. Yes, it is. And I know I'm crying, but I'm, I'm happy for her because so many times, we, like we talked about with Rebecca, that long wait. Yes. And just we've lived here for 28 years, and this is her first time coming. And then to know that she knew me as a young teenager mm -hmm. at Cathedral of Love in mm -hmm. Visalia, California. <laughs> yes. So she knew me when I was 12 and 13, y'all. Mm. And at 78, the Lord enabled her in the middle of a pandemic to get on a plane mm. and to come all this way to see about her babies. And so she gets to see with her eyes yes. all the prayers and that it was worth her baby driving with her husband to pick up this girl in California in Stockton. Wow. God is amazing. I know. <laughs> I right, you, just, got, you got cry all up in my throat. cry right now because it shows the faithfulness of God. She's 78, and God wanted yes. to make sure that she saw the fruit of her labor, and not just her labor, but the fruit of her daughter's yes. labor and now the fruit of her grandchildren, yes. you know, and that's our extension. You all may never go to Visalia, California. You may not, but you may. You should. It's a beautiful place to live. And I've always said if I ever had to go back to California to live, I'm moving to Visalia mm -hmm. because I love that town yes. and they've, they've maintained the town and the, and the charm. So anyway, I'm not off subject because it really does fit the it sermon. Does. Okay. And so I'm just honored for that. You know, this roundtable, we're going to take some questions organically from the audience. Thank you for the tissue. <laughs> if we were famous, famous, like, uh, you know, Huda and Jenna, yes. it would have came down from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, we're a nonprofit. And so they had to slide it. <laughs> oh, wow. So anyway, that was for free. <laughs> so um, we're going to take some questions from the audience. Because since we have an audience, we've got to take your questions. Right, sister friends? Absolutely. So this roundtable is, is, is saying, um, sisters, pick up your pace. Yes. We got you. That's what sister friends is all about. We got you. Real friendship is a gift from God. Yes. When one is down, the other is willing to lift 
the other without keeping, this is the important part, are you ready? Without keeping tally of the times they help rescue you. Yes. It's reciprocal. Reciprocal. Yes. Know this. If you fall, I got you. Mm-hmm. We'll finish strong together. That's good. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk, and we're going to move and move in some other areas. But uh, we want to talk about real sister friends and not keeping tally. Because that's really kind of hard. Yeah. Because in our nature, we want to like, you know, do you do, I, do, I did this. I need you to do that. But what happens when you're the one that, that, that has the, 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 the pouring mechanism, that you have what it is to pour, and it may take a while, or that you can't measure how much you pour versus what they pour. Yes. You know what I mean? And um, how do you deal with that? Let's just jump into that real quick. Tiffany, <laughs> how do you deal with that? You're a millennial. Well, only because I have to be, because I claim to be. Um, well, I think what happens oftentimes is that we, we forget why God has given us the gifts that he's given us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes, whether it's, um, you know, caring, serving, um, I love serving. That's my, actually mm-hmm. my love language mm-hmm. is acts of service. And it would kind of be ridiculous for me to say, well, I'm only going to serve you as many times as I do if you serve me that way. When the reality is God gave me that gift to do that, to strengthen the body of Christ. But sometimes we get confused in thinking that we're owed. Yes. Even though we were made to do this. Yes. So I never pay a hammer every time I use it because I bought it the first time and it was made to do what it does Absolutely. Oh, that's good. and we yeah. were all created to love to care to give to serve and it kind of becomes ridiculous when we want that reciprocated and that's the only reason that we will serve that's no longer service you're just working yeah and it's no longer love there's another word for it yeah but i won't use it <laughs> they say it's a lady of the night when you give your service for right money, yes right yes Right. And we're not ladies of the night, right? No, we are oh, not. Yes. Um, but I just, I, I believe that's typically the problem. Oftentimes yes. we feel so entitled yes. um, that entitled. if I entitled, yes. that's a word, that's yes, a word. Ma'am. If I give to you, then, then I expect it back. Mm-hmm. And we forget that Jesus gave us something that we could never yes. repay. It reminds me of the parable when Jesus was talking about the slave that owed his master, which would have a would have been about, I think it was $20 million nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he, the master went to collect and the slave begged him, have mercy on me, please. Mm-hmm. I can't pay this because he was going to put him in prison along with his family. So he would never actually be able to repay that debt. Mm-hmm. And then he begged him, he pardoned him. The master pardoned the slave, but then that same slave went to another slave that only owed him $20. Yes. And we oftentimes do that even in our forgiveness. We forget that he's forgiven us much. Yes. So we should love much. Yes. And we should forgive much. Absolutely. That was a great response. Yes. Okay, let's take a few minutes. And um, do we have any um, organic questions from the audience that we have today? We got a mic out there. Now, women of stature, you know you could talk. So don't, <laughs> don't pretend because we laugh. Right. And you know what, Pastor Teresa, even what, what um, Tiffany was saying while we're waiting for somebody to come, a lot of times when we feel that way or our friendships are limited or we feel like, um, you know, some type of way, 
we have to look at our motive. Right. Why were you doing it right. in the first place? Right. Why were you helping me? Why were you serving me? Why you were doing this? Because if I have an ulterior motive, that determines what I give you right. what's left. So if you don't agree with what I give you, then I take it back. So then your motive was wrong for serving and giving in the first place. Yeah. You know, it, 1 John 4 and 17, this is a great scripture. And you can kind of maybe add on to this, Tiffany. Um, and it says, as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Yes. That's, that's the goal. That's the standard. Mm -hmm. That as, as we live in God, our love should grow more perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in the world. And I know um, I've heard Bishop Hook say this often. Um, your, your love uh, shouldn't shrink. That's it should right. grow. That's right. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, in order to live in God, you have to live in love because God is, is love. love. That's right. And when they ask Jesus, what was the greatest commandment? Mm -hmm. And he tells us to love the Lord your God with everything that's in you. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. Um, and then he says, without them asking, he simply says, and the second is just like it, yeah. to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So first we have to establish this love, and then we're able to love ourselves correctly, mm -hmm. and then we're able to love our neighbors. It's difficult to love you if I have some vendetta, if I'm right. insecure in right. some way. Um, you know, I, I have a million sisters. <laughs> And we're all different. We all look different. We, we all act somewhat different. We're all crazy, but some certain areas we act different, you know, Puerto Rican. Um, but we're all very different. But growing up, there was always that undertone, even though we love each other, that undertone of having to get over our own insecurities. Yeah. Yes. Because all my sisters are so beautiful. They're so gifted. They're right. so talented. They're so anointed. And we've all had to come and learn and say, wait a minute, the reason I'm treating you this way is because I'm insecure. Mm. It's because I feel as if maybe people are paying more attention to you because of this quality, right. and I don't really receive that. But the truth is, I was never born for that. I have mm. something else That's to give. Good. And so it's when we learn to love ourselves That's for everything good. that God has made us to be that we're able to perfectly or more perfectly love our neighbors. That's good. Amen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, do we have a question from the audience today? Miss Brittany's going to yeah, pass the mic. Speak up loud. Okay. So my question is, um, when you're coming from a genuine place, when you're pouring into someone because God has placed that person on your heart to pour into, to try to help, to try to guide. And I know, um, Pastor Kathy, you spoke on this earlier. What's the limit? Because I know with me personally, I find myself pouring and pouring and pouring because I don't want to give up on that person. Mm -hmm. Especially if God said, hey, I want you to help this person. But if that person isn't receiving it or for some reason there's a boundary there with that person and I'm not receiving it, where do you say, okay, hey, this may be my limit? Because I struggle with like walking away from that because I do want to do what God told me. So what's the limit, I guess? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I'll start off by saying, um, you know, when you say, what's the limit? There is no limit. Because mm -hmm. we're talking about, we're, we're talking about, we live by a, a higher standard. Mm -hmm. And um, God didn't, doesn't forgive, give up on you, or he doesn't put a limit on you. Right. 
Now, are there healthy boundaries? Yes. And what, so, and what do those healthy boundaries look like? Um, and so determining, you know, with, because in your friendships or in your relationships, um, you can't be afraid to um, categorize or, or at those relationships as far as this is an acquaintance um, or this is um, a, a God assignment relationship, you know what I mean? And then this one is um, a lifetime assignment. So some, some people are just there for a season for you to pour into them. And then there's some that are there are lifetime, okay? You're, you're, so you're going to go through multiple changes and phases with that person. It's a, that, that happens in relationships. Um, so then defining the, those who that person is, you know, and then what a healthy boundary is. But I think mostly um, praying and leaning on the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. You can't let outside voices, because the, the world or culture or um, systems will tell you people have limits. You know, okay, you're you going to be late once, twice, the third time, I'm gone. You know, they put limitations. They, they, they put, but God never does that. He, does, he doesn't put limitations on you. So you should love people from the same position that he's loved you in, you know. And so, but God will, with that, will God tell you um, to limit your access or that change the access that they have uh, to you? Um, There's some people I don't even, um, I don't try to pour into unless I have a divine word from the Lord because Outside of that, it's too much drama. It's yes. too much other stuff going on. I can't really work with that in, in my flesh. Mm -hmm. The only way that I can truly help them is if I, if I completely depend on pouring into them from God spoke to me or God gave me an impression. So this, this is why I'm doing that. And in that, there's, there will always be fruit, okay, because it's God-driven, it's God-led. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Most people don't really do the time to have that type of um, reflection. What would you say, Tiff? Well, I think boundaries are important, but we never build barriers. Yes. And the truth good. is, in order to face these types of situations with people you love, biblical principle is key. Now, I love everybody, and it, but if I have a sister or brother in the Lord that's struggling, let's say if it's addiction, um, I don't even though we think love means saying yes to everything, it really doesn't. If I love that person, there are things I have to say no because that no is a yes to their future. Mm -hmm. So you take this situation and you apply a biblical principle. Am I loving correctly? Am I generously giving to this person? Am I, you, you take what scripture tells us to do on how to love our neighbor. And, you, and sometimes we don't really do that because we think, well, you know, this is my sister. This is my friend. This is my cousin. This is, you know, whoever. And we forget that this is actually who God has called us to be. Um, when um, First Lady Filke had told me when it comes to loving people, you can situate it like this. Jesus fed the multitude, right? But he washed only 12 of the disciples' feet. But just a few of them were with him when he transfigured. And so there are certain situations where you're not meant to wash the whole multitude's feet. Right. That's only reserved for private moments and even more private moments. That's even for fewer people. Mm -hmm. So you learn the stages. It doesn't mean. And what I love about all of that is Jesus was still serving in every area. Yeah. 
So biblical principle is key. You don't have to say yes to everything, um, but do not build barriers. Oh, you can you can establish boundaries, but never barriers because we're called to love, no matter what. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All righty. We have another question. Hello, ladies. How are y'all? Yes. Um. Recently, there's been a lot of messages, especially about the waiting. Like in your life, there's a season where you have to wait for the word to come to pass. Um, recently, I've been struggling in that area, and especially as there's been more opportunities becoming available with the waiting to, one, for the word to come to pass and knowing when to move because during 2020, I feel like the pace slackened. Like, you know, you're running, but you're not really going nowhere. You're just moving your feet, but you ain't picking up momentum. In that space and getting back on track and the waiting for the word of the Lord to pass and waiting well. Kathy, you want to answer that? I think that in the wait, um, God don't always give us a specific time. But like I said earlier, it's how we wait. And then most of the times in our wait, God is doing a work in us. So about the time he do get us to the place of the word he spoke, mm -hmm. that we could stand on that solid foundation. But I think sometimes we are so goal-oriented or we have a mind to say, well, I'm going to do this by the time I'm this age or that age. But God's thoughts and ways are not ours. Yeah. And they're not, his time is not our time. So I think that while we're in the wait and when we have that certain word that's over our lives, even as I preach, when we're in that struggle, God is in the struggle with us. But we have to be patient in the wait because he's the, his timing is everything. Yeah. Now, like you said, it's a lot of other things that came about that you could make happen, but do you want an Ishmael? Mm. I would rather the blessing. Instead of Ishmael, and then you got to go back and fix the Ishmael and maintain it for a lifetime. So in the wait, just make sure that you're waiting, you're being fixed in the wait, and that God is doing everything he needs to do in you in that time. All right. Um, we'll take one more question from the audience. Do we got another one? Over here. This is, this is I'm, I'm liking this whole audience feel. <laughs> We might have to get us a little. How many of y'all would come to a Real Sister Friends taping to be in the audience? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to say something about, I appreciate what you said, Tiffany, about the um, uh, servitude or servant being your love language. But, you know, if I can just, like, you know, go way left here for a second for, for, some, for some. How do you guard your heart? in our Adamic nature, when we know that, okay, God is love and we should love everybody and we should all be servant, and we know those things. But in actuality, sometimes you can serve and serve and serve and, and eventually begin to feel overlooked. And even though that might not be why you're doing it, but we're just talking about the flesh, you know, sometimes. And, and you could start to feel overlooked or you could start to feel like you're being taken advantage of. You could, all these other things. What, what would you say to someone who uh, may be feeling like that? Now, I don't feel like that, so I don't want anybody to think I'm ready to, you know. But I'm just saying I know that, some, that people do start right. to feel that way after a while of serving and um, forgetting that our reward comes from God. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm so glad you talked about that. 
because as soon as you were saying it, it kind of reminded me of something. You know, we, we know that Jesus laid his life down, right, at the cross. But there were more moments in his life where people were after him to kill him. They were after him to destroy him. Um, they wanted his demise. Like, they were really trying their hardest. And at one point, they even went to try to, to push him off of a cliff, right? Um, and to the point where in word picture study, it actually says his feet were teeter-tottering off the cliff like he was nearly there. But what I love about Jesus, and if we are believers, if we're not believers, then hey, do you, boo. But if you are a follower of Christ, this is who we're called to mimic. This is the life we're, we're called to live after. At one point, he walked right through them. He did not cuss them out. He didn't throw any rocks. Right. He didn't say, look at me. I'm the son of man. Yeah. You can't kill me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Even though his final yeah. destination. Sound like Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> hey. um, even though, not his final destination, but eventually he would end up on the cross. Yeah. But when he ended up on the cross, they did not take his life. He laid Lady. his yes. life down. So in that moment, in those moments when you're between a rock and a hard place, understand the Christ that is in you will help guide you to walk through the very people that have tried to kill you, through the very people who have misunderstood you, the very people who have taken advantage of you. I would rather, because I believe in kindness and I know it's beauty, I would rather be kind and upright and be taken advantage of than to be hardened in my heart and refuse to love like Christ. It is so important. Most of the people that we see are broken right now are because they've been, someone has failed to love them correctly. That's right. Most of us women who have been broken in relationships is because someone has failed to love us incorrectly and because we have failed to love ourselves incorrectly. So I would just encourage you, keep your eyes on the prize. Revelations 2 and 10 says that if you would just stay strong, stay in it, stay in the fight, Mm -hmm. you'll receive the crown of life. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality of our word that we believe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That was that was awesome. Awesome. So right now what we're going to do is, Tiffany, um, you spent last night and this morning ingesting uh, the conference Mm -hmm. And I, I just want you to just take, um, you know, your time um, and just what has the Lord been downloading to you? Um, I, we, we talked about this roundtable being unique and just taking some questions from the audience. And then also some questions. Did you have a couple of questions for Miss Tiffany? No, when she was talking, I was, you know, it says, sister, keep up the pace. Mm-hmm. You know, we got you. And in ministry, you need that backing of another sister. And what do you do? Because we all get discouraged. Right. Yeah. We, we could right. name, claim, uh, speak every scripture. Mm-hmm. But then again, as you said, in that Adamic nature, you get down. Yeah. How do you keep up the pace when you're feeling low? But you know you got to get out there, you got to preach it, or you've been wounded. Mm-hmm. Okay, these women wounded me. Right. How can I love them? How can I keep up the pace? Can I? How can I generally give to them everything that I have because most people if we be honest we're gonna hold something back because you'll get me once but you won't get me twice so how do you keep up the pace in the midst of your pain 
Well, I try to keep in mind, and now mind you, this is not just an emotional thing. Mm -hmm. It's a mind thing. Yes. So I try to keep in mind, it is very difficult to offend a dead man. Oh, Come yes. On. yes. So when we're called to die with Christ, I love how Paul says, then I have to believe that I'll resurrect with him as well. Yes. So oftentimes we're offended or we're, we're caught in our own offense because we have not yet died to the things of Christ. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask myself, well, why am I offended? Or right. say, say it's a legitimate reason. Yes. Like yes. I, I legitimately have a reason to hate this person or to be angry or to tell them what I really want to say. And I'm, you know, I'm a very, it takes a lot for me to be angry. It really does. I've always kind of been more sensitive and soft and stuff. But when I get angry, it's not. Right. Like, uh, you're really angry. I'm like, yes. yeah, yes. It's, it's just one of those things where just stay out of my way. I, I turn into that crazy person. Burn houses down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Police officer who's watching. Um, no, but it takes a lot for me to become very angry. And in those moments where I have a merited reason to be angry as a Christian, I don't have the right I don't may, have I the don't right. I have the right. I may have the reason. The yeah. reason. I have the reason. Mm -hmm. You know, you did this and you did that and you stole this and you said this. I, as a pastor's kid, I, listen, one lady said, that's why, you know, my daughter doesn't go to church because, you know, people talk about her. I said, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, your daughter and no one in this church has been talked about more than the first family. As, mm -hmm. as the first family, we go through it. People assume and they think they know and they always have something to say. And I'm grateful that dad has taught us yeah. it doesn't matter you love anyways. Right. Instilled, we used to hate it so much when <laughs> we were kids. But then we grew up to understand, oh, he was teaching us the ways of Christ. And so even though we have the reason to do it, I don't have the right. I definitely do have... Um, people, my sisters, family members, church, my church family, that if I'm really going through it, I'm having a hard time that I can weep to, which I rarely cry. But if in those moments where I'm just so frustrated that words don't suffice, yeah. mm -hmm. that only tears can do, um, I have a strong backing that will not sit there and say, girl, let's, you know what we should do? We should hog tire and leave her out there <laughs> in the field. But people that will come alongside right. of me and remind me right. of biblical principle. So you have the right tribe. Yes, ma'am. Which is your community. Yes, ma'am. That will sustain you yes, in those times. And that's why it's important to have the right tribe. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because the wrong tribe will have you doing everything that Christ is not. Yes. Right. It, they will convince you that, oh, girl, shake the dust off your feet. <laughs> and, blah, 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 and, and, you know, and we right. get our, our ego gets right. hyped up. Mm -hmm. We're like, yeah. you, you know what? Yeah. Hold on. Hold my earrings. You know, we get all hyped up and we're ready to go and fight somebody. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, in the reality, God is so displeased in that moment yes. with our response. Yes. And the truth is, who do we want to be pleased? Is our flesh so, um, so king in our lives that we would rather please our own flesh than to please God? Yes. I remember one time I got into a really bad argument with someone. It was bad. And I called Bishop up and I said, Dad, I'm going to tell you what I told her. And I knew I was right. Listen, I was right, okay? <laughs> and I'm just telling them, and then I, she said, and then I said, and I said something clever. 
And I'm waiting for him to be like, girl, you go, girl. <laughs> he was like, did you, did you feel wise after that? Did you feel God was pleased with how you said it, even though it was correct? Did you feel like God was pleased with the way that you yeah. said it? Mm-hmm. I said, no, I did not. <laughs> and I had to realize that it's more than our response. If we're going to be like him, we've got to have more than a reaction. We've got to really mirror who he is. Yes, and the absolutely. only way to do that is for us to get in our word and to be women of prayer. Yes. We're women of war when we're women of prayer. That's right. That's yes. right. That's good. Let's give Tiffany a hand. Yes. That was awesome. Okay. So we did our, our, our uh, questions from the audience. Is there anybody that's viewing? Do we have any questions from the live feed in our comment section that you might want to, uh, we can get some um, questions answered. Um, if there isn't, or we can add it, tag it on at the end. I want to just take a minute, Tiffany, and I just want you to share. Um, you come from a family of um, sisters. You've got tons of sisters, okay? <laughs> Birth sisters, spiritual sisters, um, women, women. So it's a lot of relationships to manage. Yes. Um, talk to us about that and um, how the Lord has um, enabled you to, to keep the balance and to keep your pace or to keep pace um, because it's, it really can become uh, pressure sometimes um, from within and from without, um, that, that spirit of com- comparison right. and um, not falling behind, right. you know, keeping pace. How do you manage that? And then I want you just to go right in and just share with us what the Lord has put on your heart uh, for sister to sister together. Absolutely. Well, I I think that foundation is everything when you're dealing with so many women. God bless our dad for having so many daughters. Um, He's really is. God love him. Jesus loves him a lot. He's going to get lots and lots and lots of jewels in his crown. Um, No, but having so many women. um, I think that what the best way to really learn to balance it was being able to not just say to that, my sister or, um, you know, my sister, my biological sister or spiritual sister, this is what I need from you. It was kind of what can I do to serve you? And having to push egos aside. If you want to know what it's like for your ego to die, have a lot of women around you and try to serve them um, (laughs) because you learn that your desires eventually becomes secondary. And women, most of you who are married and have children, I'm not married. I don't have children. I'm waiting for Michael B. Jordan to get his life together (laughs) and to stop playing with my heart, Michael B. (laughs) I'm sure you've heard this before, but I really mean it. Stop playing with my heart and call me. Um, No, no, um, but learning, it really is, goes back to the act of service. Um, But you know, when you're growing up and you have, um, you know, when I was younger, most of my sisters, a lot of them are more light skin, you know, and so I was considered the dark one. And so growing up, you know, people would say how beautiful this one is, how beautiful that one. And then I was pretty for a dark skin girl or a black girl. And so you grow up and you realize how some of the things that you've been told as a child really affects how you love Wow. Those who have taught you to yeah. compare yourself to. You know, I'm tall. 
I'm really tall and I wear heels because they told me not to. And I, my hair is big and I'm very different looking than my other sisters, which were all things that were kind of a negative growing up. So I kind of didn't have any other way of viewing myself outside of com constantly comparing myself. And then the Lord really had to do some internal healing yeah. for me. And that I think that's really the key. It's really giving that to God and saying, okay, God, I don't feel pretty and I don't feel this and I don't feel that and I feel really insecure about this and being honest and vulnerable. Mm. You know, we can be honest all day yeah. long, but oftentimes we're not vulnerable. Yeah. I can say, you know, say if you offend me, I say, well, I don't like you. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, well, what you said to me, it affected me yes. in a way yes. because That's when good. I was a child, this is what was said to me. Yes. Yeah. And so it's a matter of being vulnerable before God and saying, God, you know, I don't see myself the way you do. Help me. Yes. Help me not That's to compare to myself because yes. I can't love correctly if I'm constantly comparing, if I'm constantly looking at this person's, you know, um, hands or hair or, you know, body shape, you know, um, if I'm constantly doing that, I can't really see beyond that and actually love the person, the soul yes. that's there. Yes. Absolutely. So what does the Lord put on your heart when you hear the theme, um, sister to sister, uh, together, um, what does that say to you? And has the Lord given you anything specific that you wanted to deposit in those that are here in the audience and those that are um, listening um, in regards to um, togetherness? Yes, ma'am. And not being divided. Right, right. So, you know, we've heard the saying, you know, united we stand, or um, divided we fall, united we stand. Well, and of course, in Scripture, when you look at 1 Corinthians 3, it says uh, 3, 5, through 14, it says, what then is Apollos and what is Paul? They are servants through whom you believed and each has the role the Lord has given. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Now the one planting and the one watering are, are one in purpose and each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's co-workers. You are God's field, mm. God's building. According to God's grace that was given to me, I have laid a foundation as a skilled master builder, and another builds on it. But each one must be careful how he builds on it. That's For good. no one can lay any other foundation than what has been laid down. That foundation is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on that foundation with gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become obvious for the day will disclose it. Meaning what we build with, you will eventually see the fruit of that. Okay. Because it will be revealed by fire, the fire will test the quality of each one's work. If anyone's work that he has built survives, he will receive a reward. Now, I wanted to share that particular passage and I wanted to tie that in with the book of Judges and four. And I won't read um, Judges, the fourth chapter. I won't read the whole thing. But it is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Because like you, I'm a woman of war. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Ladies, I love diamonds and pearls. Fur, <laughs> I love it all. I love the girly stuff. But I also love me a nice clock. Come on now. <laughs> I also love me a nice little pistol. Yes. Okay? 
I love, love, love anything that has to do with that. I don't know what it is, probably because <laughs> my dad raised me. I don't know. Jesus knows, though. Um, but I love the idea of being a soldier, soldier-minded. You can't be a hitman's daughter without being a hitman yourself. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, but in Judges 4, we, we see where Deborah, they, they went to Deborah concerning the people, God's people. And, you know, we see them asking, you know, well, I'll go. You know, if you go, then I'll go. And Deborah does, and, and it's this incredible victory for the people of God, right? But what I love towards the end of that passage is the story of JL. Mm, yes. She's my, that's my girl right yes. there. Listen. <laughs> now, how, how had Deborah not done what she was supposed to do mm-hmm. in destroying the armies that were set against God's children? JL, by the time that this man came to Sarah, came to jail, had, had that all not been in place, had the seed not been planted, where JL saw true victory, in, and I don't know if you all are familiar with the story when she drives the tent peg into the man's head. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. Yes. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> forgive me. But I do love it. I'm not going to lie. I love the gore. Um, so, so violent. I know. <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted to be an assassin. And the bishop was like, um, it's a sin to murder. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> um, totally forgot. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Jesus knows my heart. It's totally fine. So I murdered demons instead. Um, uh, no, but um, so if the whole war had to take place, that particular battle had to take place. And then we see the finish off with JL. Deborah and JL were literally working together without even recognizing it to carry out the word of God. God's children were being a hot mess. That's mm-hmm. how they got in this That's predicament. Right. Yeah. But then they cried out to God yes. and God delivered them. But it came through and Deborah even said it. The, mm-hmm. the man will not get That's right. the, the, you know, the kudos for yes. this. It's going to a woman. And we see that JL took the opportunity. She didn't wait she didn't wait for anyone's approval. She didn't say, well, Deborah, you know, led them into war and they killed thousands. She took what belonged to her. This was her assignment. And through that, they all followed out and they carried out what God had promised he was going to do. And so I think that if we recognize that maybe we're not meant to, to take, you know, armies of thousands, but maybe God has us in a tent somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Waiting yeah, yes. for the enemy, for the adversary. To take his head. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Know your assignment. Know, know your assignment. assignment. Yeah. Yes. That's powerful because that even ties into um, Rebecca. Yes. You know, knowing your knowing your assignment yes. and mm-hmm. not um, so that you can finish. Yes. You know, um, strong. strong. Yes. Finish strong and finish victoriously. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful, Kathy. I was just saying, you know, the whole purpose, when you think about jail, and I, I was like you, I think we have something in common there, because I was yes. reading, and I was like, all right, that girl did that, because <laughs> you think he had to really be in a deep sleep right. for right. her to aim right. right, and then for you to really jab hard and strong, it took one hit. Right. She didn't do all this, wait, 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 it was just the power of God was in the hammer, and so, and I think about that when her and Deborah did have to unknowingly work together and how God brought about that. And it goes, ties into sister to sister and being one. Because one couldn't, because if she hadn't did what she did in killing the, the king, I think he was, the war wouldn't have ended just then. 
but that was a powerful move. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, let's talk about um, how does that look in the kingdom? Because, you know, right now there, there's so much um, division yeah. and so, you know, such a big divide. Yeah. And, and it seems, you know, you talked, Kathy talked today about um, the geese. And I love that story, designed two by design and, and the leader being in the front and mm-hmm. all how they had to be in formation and how if God can cause the animals to obey, right. you know, their na- what is natural inbred in them to do, why is it as um, that? Well, for, for one, you know, that's what separates humanity right. from the animal kingdom. Yes. And isn't it like the enemy to, to cause us to have a greater respect for, an- for our animals yes. than we do to, with each other? Right. You know what I mean? And, um, and that's, that just shows you how twisted the enemy's plan is, is it, it really gets us off target, Absolutely. you know? And so what is the Lord saying to you? Cause you have a ministry. It's called kingdom created for kingdom created for, I love that created for kingdom and you do blogs and you have apparel wear and why did God give you that? And how, how is God speaking to you? Um, concerning um, the spirit of divisiveness and division. And it's almost as if it could be anything. It could be ice cream and they're going to fight about it. Yeah. You know, it just, it's, it's just like a spirit hovering. Mm-hmm. And then we've become so, um, it doesn't make it better because we've become so addicted to forms of reality TV. Yes. And so it's almost as if we've spent several years now just ingesting these, mm-hmm. these things to where it almost is trying to reform um, us in, right. in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? We don't even realize that we're being agitated right. or that we're being aggressive or that we're being, you know, and I know because I hear you, you, woman of war, and I'm, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. I still have to really wrap my mind around um, guns right. and right. things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I went to the gun store and the... The, the, the gun range, and it was too powerful for me. Right. I just felt, if, if for me, you know what I mean? Not everyone doesn't have the same response. I thought I was going to be that girl. <laughs> then I got there, and I really saw how easy. I thought the trigger has to be hard to do, so it, it's going to be really hard. And then when I realized how easy it was, mm-hmm. then it overwhelmed me that, Oh my God! You yeah. could kill somebody. Yeah. Like you could do, have an accident. Exactly. It's really not that hard. It's not a lot of pressure. Right. To sh- you know what I mean? Right. It, there's, there's the action itself is very easy, mm-hmm. and so it, it brought me to another level of respect. You know, and I I know I said a lot that was loaded, <laughs> but go ahead. Well, um, I I started Creative for Kingdom to really pull out biblical principles for us to live in everyday lives. I think as far as the division that's happening, if we look back in the beginning and we see the reality of what took place the day that Lucifer was casted out of heaven, we saw that he saw himself and pride filled him. Mm-hmm. And he thought he was all of that, yeah. that he, was, he, he told himself, although he knew better, that he was just like God. And sometimes we don't even realize that the reason why we are so divided is because our pride, we have 
been swollen with pride. And pride does not work with God. Right. No. It doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. So we see Lucifer do what he does and, you know, gets thrown out because obviously he needed to. And we see the interaction in the garden between Adam and, and I mean, I'm sorry, between Eve and the serpent and, and everything that was taking place and how he came to press on her. And um, in the word picture, it literally says that here's the tree, here's Eve, and here is the serpent standing upright and pressing on her and hissing in her ear. And that's how oftentimes we don't realize that the pressing is actually depression oppression of the enemy right so we see that he attacks her or not attacks her but he begins to talk to her and of course the two questions he asked was well you know well did god really say mm -hmm. he the first thing he does is he questions what god had already commanded and then he says you know well, God knows that if you eat it, you'll be like him. Well, we were already created in his image. So we see for a second the plot of the enemy is to destroy humanity. That's right. Now, how does he do that? How do we get to destroy humanity? If you look in the church, the things that, are, that we are being so fought about, number one is marriage. Mm -hmm. Women, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not married, um, not because I don't want to be. Michael B, call me. Um, <laughs> no, um, not because I'm against marriage. I used to be. I really was. I was like, I'm going to be like Paul. I'm never getting married. No man will ever be able to understand my, my kingdom life or the kingdom in my life, blah, blah, blah. Then the Lord had to deal with me. But marriage, sexuality, and children. That's right. Right? Marriage was ordained from the beginning. Yeah. Eve, literally the word woman, when he's talking about woman, it derives from the word wife. And when he's talking about male concerning Adam, it talks about husband. So we see this fight that comes through. And the first vision is not oftentimes your friend. It's oftentimes, a lot of times, your spouse. Mm -hmm. So we live in that division at home. Then we see the division in other relationships. Right. So he comes to bring division, right? Then he comes to bring division in our point of views, male, female. And I, I love everybody, but um, it, it doesn't matter whether you wear a dress or how, much, how many surgeries you have. To be a woman mm -hmm. is God-ordained, and right. it's divine. Right. You can't buy this. And you can't dress it up. Right. So the enemy comes to try to attack the identities right. of, of God's people, of humanity. And then we start arguing about it in church. Right. Then right. we start fighting about it before you know it. Sexuality or, the, or as an orientation becomes the big topic in the, in the church, not in the world, in the church. Right. Right. We're sitting here arguing. And, and I'm not saying you know, live like hell and expect to go to heaven. But we have taken all these excuses to be hateful and mm -hmm. cruel to people that God actually loves, right? Instead of saying, well, this is the truth and I still love you. It's like, here, here's, here's the cup. If you want to drink it, if not, Jesus, it's between you and Jesus, but the cup is still there. And that's the reality of the truth. It's hard hitting. It's cut there. You cannot be sort of kind of truthful. You're either truthful or you're not. And at the end of the day, if you'd like to ingest it, that's between you and Jesus. But I'm going to remain in love right. and, and in kindness. And so we see these things we see with, you know, the abortion clinics and all that in the the war 
because it's no longer a battle. Right. The enemy is so mad right now. He is he is literally waged war with our children yes. in our schools before they're even able to come out of their mother's wombs. We see the war against our yes. children. And so it's it is such a it, it helps egg on the division right. in the church. Yes. It helps to try to cause like say if you don't agree with me politically right. and I don't agree with you all of a sudden we're not friends anymore right we, we because we've suspicious. seen that over the last few right. years yes. I've never seen anything like it and knowing good and well neither Trump nor Biden has saved your soul that's right, right. That's that right. little $1,200 check that ain't doing nothing <laughs> Come on now, That's that right. ain't doing nothing. You That's can't buy right. nothing. You can't buy a house with that. You can't buy your soul with that. Your mind, will, and your emotion. And yet we have created, we have allowed these things to become idols in our lives and in our eyes. And now you're no longer a soul. You're no right. longer God's right. daughter. You're now my enemy. Yeah. And I will wage war. I'll be so busy fighting with you right. that I can't even war against the enemy. I can't pray for my children. Yes. I'm too busy praying for your demise and saying, oh, Lord, yes, God, curse her, Lord Jesus, cause, cause her hair to fall off. Like, <laughs> just ridiculous stuff. Because right. now I've got an agenda. I've taken on the agenda of the enemy. And That's the Bible right. says that, when, that the devil was the accuser of the brethren, right? Yes. That's right? So when I stand and make accusations, I am now working with the devil, Come yes. on. That's right. If I can sit here and accuse you, because that's not what God does. He's a, he's, a he's a judge, but he's a just judge. That's his job. But when I sit here and I begin to accuse my brethren, I am now working with the enemy because it's the devil who is the accuser of the brethren. And we're so busy. Yes. We're it's so good. busy with our words. We're so busy with our actions. Some of, some of the, t the things that our children are saying and doing are the fruit of what we've sat at home and said and on, done. That's right. That's right. That's right. So much of people my age who are looking for a new way of serving God and they're trying to recreate all this stuff and, and, and this, these experiences that we grew up experiencing in the presence of God. But they're so against religion and yeah, religious right. people. So they try to find a different way for it. This is that's oftentimes the result right. of growing up amongst religion and not relationship yes, with Christ. That's yes. good. If I love you and you say to me, I love you, you know this, I love you so much. But if you said to me, Tiffany, I don't like when you say that, what am I going to do? Keep saying it 20 right. times because I love you. it's not that big of a deal. I yeah. love you too much to sit here and, it's, and do something that's harmful to you. Right. And yet we go home and we spew things out of our mouth. And we're wondering why our children are so angry. Yeah. We spew things out of our mouth and we're wondering why they're getting high and getting drunk. And I'm not saying it's our fault. Children will be children. But the fruit yes. of yes. how we rate. And I don't have kids, but I have 30-something nephews and nieces. And oh, my goodness. And I'm the fun aunt. They, they like me a lot. And I love them, my little boogers. But how awful would it be to take those little lives and to pour poison in their mouths because I'm angry yes. and I'm mad and I'm offended. So the enemy has been doing his job. When yeah. the Bible calls him a worthy adversary, he absolutely is. So even if we don't want to handle a gun, we still have the ability to say, okay, God, I'm not warring in my flesh, but what I will do is I will get on yes. my knees. Yes. And I mean, 
my enemies will have to try so hard to make it in hell because I'm about to pray them into heaven. So uh -huh. I'm going to take this time to pray and to fast. And it's, I'm going to make the devil mad. Yes. And that's, I think that's where we're having a problem. We have all this anger and frustration, but we're putting it at the wrong place. Yeah, put it in the wrong, the wrong place. place. Yeah, in the Absolutely. Wrong place. A hammer can, a hammer can be a weapon and kill somebody, but it also can build a house. Come on. What will you do with your tool? Yeah, what will good. you do with your craft? That's good. You know, I they're even talking about um, Rebecca and the manipulation, which is so funny because the uncle that deceived Jacob was was her brother yes. when it came to Leah and Rachel, right. right? So obviously it yeah. must have been a generational thing. <laughs> um, but even with Rebecca, that gift of manipulation, which is what heart surgeons do when they begin to when they open up the heart, they put a new heart in. They begin to massage or manipulate the heart to pump blood to make the body believe that this is their own heart. It's their original heart, and that causes the blood flow. So even if you have the gift of manipulation, use it for the things of God. Come on. Not for your own advantage. You begin to massage the hearts of people that maybe would never step foot in That's a church. Good. Yes. But you're yes. able to massage their heart and say, no, but I'm going to tell you about this, God. Yes. I'm going to give you a word anyways. And you massage their heart. And then before you know it, those things begin to fall. That blood begins to pump and new life comes to that yes. person. And so I think it's it's that. It's redirecting our aim. Like, yes. why? Yes. Why would we ever? Why would we ever, knowing that? You're God's child. Yes. Even my worst enemy. I've been through a lot of things in my life. But even my worst enemy belongs to God. Yes. I've yes. had to pray for a man's family sitting, standing together, hand, holding hands with uh, the man's family that raped me when I was 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And pray for his daughters. And pray for his family. I, I get it. We might have the reason. But as Christians, the healing of God can come to you so much that you are actually able to pray for even your worst enemy. Wow, yes. And it yes. doesn't mean I've got to be best friends. Right. It doesn't mean I go and visit this man. It doesn't mean any of that. But what it means is I've allowed God to use me as his vessel the way he's always planned to, and I'm okay with that. Yes. I'll take that any day. Absolutely. That's beautiful, yes. Tiffany. Amen. Thank you for that wisdom, such wisdom. From a millennial. <laughs> yes, God's generations. That's powerful. We're going to, um, we're coming to the end of our sister friends um, section here. Um, it's very powerful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's challenging us. How many feel challenged? Yes. Yeah, it's something to think about. I love that part about manipulating the heart, massaging the heart. Um, and, and really bringing, and I think even that's what Sister Friends is about, um, is, is bringing Jesus to people um, in a way that's unfamiliar to them, yes. um, that's, that, that's, um, that they, that's, I don't want to say it's plappable yeah. um, for them to be able to receive it. Right. You know what I mean? It's not, and, and not just Sister Friends, but even women of stature, that's always been my heart. I didn't want to just to have a women's ministry where we're just preaching to you mm -hmm. and just preaching at you. Mm -hmm. There's a difference, you right. know what I mean? Right. Um, but to really give you some substance that you can say, 
okay, I can use that over here. Or I can, use, I can really apply that to my everyday life. I see how I can apply the word. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we spend a lot of times in church and then we, we, and we leave and we know we had a great time and we know the presence of God was there, but we kind of struggle a little bit with what, what the takeaway was as far as the, how I can apply it to my everyday life. And so that's really been a goal. And I'm, I'm not saying that we've been perfect at it, um, but it really has been our heart is when, anything that we present, whether it's sister friends, whether it's women of stature, that is something that you can really grab hold of. And like you said, a tool that you can use um, to bring people to Jesus for them to, because, you know, I think it was Maya Angelou who said, people um, never forget how you made them feel. And, and, and I think that's the space that we're in as Christians right now is that we really, to, the Bible says, he that when it souls is wise. And we have to be um, sharp, you know, and keen as a serpent, but harmless as a dove, you know. And so, so there has to be a lot of thought. You know, we just can't be, you know, just blurping out of, the, out of our mouths and just typing and texting and posting just randomly. But really we have to say, what, what, how am I using the, these mediums that God has given us um, for good? And, um, and so that's just so powerful, um, everything that you said. Um, but as in anything with the Lord, um, we have to die to ourselves. It's a struggle. It's a daily, it's a daily struggle, and it's a daily de- decision that we have to make. You know what I mean, let Kathy? Me, let me say this. This was funny. We were doing a um, Sister Friends taping, and on this particular show, um, we had to find a certain person that went through a certain thing. Okay. So I found somebody, and I text Pastor T. I said, now she ain't saved. And Pastor T said, well, that's okay, that's okay. I said, but she's kind-hearted and everything, and she'll be a good testament to the subject we're talking about. So when she came in, you could see when she walked in that condemnation was on her, but she still came. And when she came in, we didn't look at her eyelashes. We didn't look at her weave, her tight clothes. We were just so glad you're here, loved on her, laughed with her. And the whole time she was like, oh, Lord, don't let me cuss in these people church. Oh, Lord, don't let me cuss. Oh, forgive me, Lord, don't let me cuss. So the whole show, she was like, y'all forgive me. I don't want to cuss in the Lord's house. And we, and we was all sitting here. We was laughing with her. We ain't preached to her. You know, and say, you was just like, you're going to be all right. Just be natural. You know, God loves you. He's, you know, and she left in such peace that at the end of the show, after we talked, we laughed, we took pictures, she was in tears. Because, you know, she was like, I'm just so glad I didn't cuss in here. (laughs) And I just felt just, you know, so loved. And she told my daughter, she was like, I really love that church. You know, she said, I felt such peace when I walk in, and they didn't judge me. We approached her as a sister. Okay, we know everything. We didn't live in the streets. At least I have past T. Diddy. (laughs) But anyway, we already knew, you know, what we was dealing with. So why beat her up, have her come and say, you can't wear them tight clothes, you can't wear them lipsticks and them eyelashes to the camera. You can't do none of that. We loved on her, and we planted. Somebody else going to water. But God will give the increase. 
It was that sister to sister and that first um, confrontation that we had was to bring forth the love of God and not the judgment of God. And it changed, you know, she's still who she is, but a seed was planted. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And she had the most infectious little giggle. Yes. And I I thoroughly enjoyed her. And you know, sometimes what happens is, is we get in the Lord and we get in our surroundings mm-hmm. and we forget that there's there, that there's a world out there. Yes. And 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 we get so far removed and we can't remember right. you know what it what it was what it was like to not be aware mm-hmm. not even have a, a, an awareness of God's love for us, yes. you know. And so it's something that you always want to have. And um so we're going to take a few minutes and uh, we're going to pray Miss Tiffany um can you just pray for, for us today and um, for the work the Lord is doing uh, in our hearts so that we can, you know, if there was ever a brand, if there was ever, you know, if, if in the earth if God said, you know, you had to be an, an, an ambassador of something, I just have to tell you all, um, and he wanted to use the Hooks family, they would be the brand of what love Yes. What does love look like? Yes. You know, that would be the brand. What does love look like? And then the, the Hooks family. Because, listen, I, I've watched these people love people that it, it's only the love of God. That's right. And um, for many of you that know Bishop and I, and you might wonder, you know, how this church or how we have the culture of the church that we have, um, that was birthed. Um, in in Visalia and under that leadership, our spiritual father um, teaching us how to love people and meeting them exactly where they're at, mm-hmm. and um, and for that I am forever uh, grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's a it's a work of the spirit. You know what I mean? And you have to sign up for it. Yes. You know, the Lord He doesn't force Himself on us. And so I'm just going to ask Tiffany to pray for us, those of you that are here and those of you that are watching um, on live stream, just that our, our hearts would just just be stretched um, so that we, for a greater capacity, yes. um, for God's love to flow in us and through us so that we can reach the world because the world needs Jesus. Yes. He does. So can you pray with us? Yes. And right before I do, I just want to share quickly. You know, um, I was talking with a pastor friend of ours, um, and he was explaining, like, to another friend, you know, I don't know how Bishop loves, Bishop Hooks loves the way he does, but I have a theory. When he was younger, he went to heaven, and he genuinely, and I, it, it makes sense that what he exhibits here on earth is because of that time of going to heaven and being before the Father. Um, and the truth is, we don't have to go to heaven to live that out, we can simply tell God, mm-hmm. your will be done on this earth yes. because we're created from the dust mm-hmm. as it is in heaven, and we can actually live that out. Yes. So if everyone can just bow your heads and close your eyes. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your love and your kindness. I thank you, God, that you exhibit a love that goes beyond anything that we could ever know or see in another place. I ask you now, Father God, to touch our hearts. 
Help us to love the way that you love, God. Yes, Help us to love the way that you've called us to love, Lord. May we lay down our burdens, our hurts, our, our triggers, Father God. Help us to die to ourselves, Lord. Help us to make the conscious decision and be intentional about living like you, yes. oh God. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray, I ask you now, Lord, that you would have your will yes. be done in our lives yes, as it is in heaven, Father God. We pray this knowing who we're praying to. Yes, we know that when we pray to you, God, you hear us. And Lord, I pray as Psalms 144 says, train our hands up for war, Father yes, God. Lord. Be our God. Train us up for this war against the enemy that we will love like you loved, Father God, but we will also push away anything yes. that is not of yes. you. We will be fervent and intentional, Father God, in how we live out our lives according to your will, Lord. We will not be squeamish when it comes to our enemies. We will not be squeamish when it comes to things we disagree with or our offenses, Lord God, but we will love intentionally yes. with hard love, Father God. Yes. Make it help us to literally love the hell out of people, yes, Lord. Yes, I'm not Lord. sure if I could say that, but I said it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <laughs> amen. Amen. Absolutely. Love the hell, the hell out of them. I the hellish, the hellish, hell. <laughs> hellish actions. Yes. Yes. Sister friends, cups and conversation. It was wonderful having Miss Tiffany Hooks at the table with us. Yes. We'll have to have her back again. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Amen. And Miss Catherine Young, it's wonderful to be back around the table again. Yes. Yes, and we got some good conversations downloading yes. soon. And then we want to just take a minute to tell you uh, we love you. Love you. We appreciate you. This has been a great day. Yes. Amen. We're, we're ending right on target. Um, and so let's give out a few door prizes real quick, okay. and then we'll let you all go and enjoy the rest of your evening. I want to remind you at 5.30, the teen girls session. So if you got some, some grand girls, um, some nieces, some neighbors, anywhere from 11 to 17, you're going to want to have them log on. Uh, Pastor Latanya Desisaw has got a, a special tailor-made word just for them, um, daddy's little girls, and... Um, Let's stick together, and it's going to be a powerful word of um, affirmation, and um, just get them online, y'all, 11 to 17. Um, just log on. Okay, let's give some door prizes. If you, um, if you want to text the word three, text the word sister to 318-405-6766, um, we'll put you in the drawing for tomorrow. That's 318-405-6766 for the door prize drawing. We'll give some out today. And let me see. We have um, Robin Smith gets a, a gift from the, um, yes, Robin Smith. I'm going to mail it to her or give it to her at church. Phoenicia Richards. Richard. Phoenicia, Phoenicia. Okay, I'm going to give you, these are the ones we're going to mail. But I think, actually, we'll probably see um, Robin tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Ladies here in the house, let me see. 
062. Who's 062? Yay, Miss Ebony! 062. 048. Oh, good God. My God. My God. My, let me give you, you want a, um, you want a door prize or a gift certificate? It's, um, yeah, God bless you. About to, to, my God. That's the post, that's the postman, postwoman. She delivers the mail. My God. 066. No, that's, oh, is that Tay-Tay? Come on, girl. 068. Who's 068? Oh, God bless you, mother. Smile my ring. 044. All right. Alan, yes. Okay, let me see. 063. Who's 063? All right, all right. 071. Well, here, I got a, I got a, um, a, a guess. $50 for, for welfare, Louisiana. Oh, God bless you. Try something new. Okay, let me see. 059. Yay! All right, let me see. 049. All right, all right. Zero four two. All right, Crystal. Okay, let me see. Zero four five. Miss Lula. All right. Zero five seven. Let me um let me give her this. Now this, do y'all like like when something you find something new? New okay. This um is the new phenomenon. It's called Color Street. If it's Color Street, you see like this polish that I have. It's like a nail polish on like a strip of tape and you just put it on your natural nail listen it's revolutionizing i don't you don't if you don't go if you don't want to go to the beauty shop anymore to nail shop this whoever thought of this brilliant there's a sample a whole set for your fingers have you heard of that you know, Louisiana kind of slow on stuff, so it's, it's probably been to California, New York, and back, and we just now found out about it. <laughs> Zero, five, six. Yes. 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 Okay. Zero, four, one. Zero, four, one. All right. All right, so we'll save the rest of these for tomorrow. Well, ladies, thank you for hanging out with us today. Again, at 530, just log on if you have a teen 
um, girl from 11 to 17 and um, give them this opportunity so that they can be ministered to, um, you know, in their language. And um, it's going to bless them, I promise you. Um, and even if, if you decide to log on, Pastor Latanya is a preacher's preacher. And um, she's a great communicator. So I know even if it's, if it's towards the girls, it'll still feed you. And so that's at 530, okay? So let's pray. Father, I thank you for um, everyone that's participated today. Thank you for the millennial men who served well and honored us in the house this morning and today. And we just thank you for all the word that has gone forth. And we just ask that you would just cause it to bring forth fruit and that that fruit would remain, that we would be transformed on the inside out. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, y'all be sure to take a million pictures, okay, at that picture wall and text, you know, WOS, sister to sister, you know, hashtag is what I'm trying to say, hashtag. And um, just spread the love.